This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Chapel International, a united denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Welcome to the Life Preaching Message, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to teach and preach wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing encounter as you listen to this message. What a blessed morning we have. It's a great thing to be gathered to hear the word of God. You know, once upon a time, we were on our screens for different reasons. But this morning, by the grace of God and through many years of our lives, we are on the phone, on the screen for a different purpose, to hear the word of God. I want us to spend some few minutes to pray and to pray that we'll be found in the eyes of God to be believers of Jesus Christ because he is the sent one of God to us and we must believe in him to receive the blessing that God has for our lives. We must believe in him to receive the help that God brings to our lives here on earth. So we want to pray that we will be found to be believers in Christ Jesus and therefore followers of him. The second point I want us to pray against is any deceptive ideas that is that the enemy has brought into our lives that is hindering us being found to be full believers of Jesus Christ. These deceptive ideas make us not go or be found to go all the way in our walk with God. And therefore, we are not able to access the full blessing of the Lord. So I want us to pray that we'll be found to be believers and pray against any deceptive idea, any deceptive ways, any deceptive thoughts that makes or hinders our believing. Lift up your voice and begin to pray to the Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We are grateful for this morning that we have an opportunity to hear from you. Our voice are lifted up to you, Lord, with thanksgiving for your mercy and your goodness that has found us. But at the same time, Lord, we pray that by your help, we'll be found to be believers of Jesus Christ, our Savior. He is our light. He is our wisdom. He is your power. And we desire every aspect of him in this life for us that we may manifest your goodness that we may manifest your power that we may manifest your wisdom we thank you lord for sending jesus Christ. we we receive him with our whole heart and we pray against everything everything that is contrary Anything that the enemy has deceived us with, that makes us not to be fully, fully, fully believing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, let your power come to our lives to help us as we have desired in our hearts to be absolute followers of Jesus. May our efforts manifest in that exactly. 
Let us not go to the left nor go to the right, but let us be accounted in your eyes as absolute full believers of Jesus Christ. We thank you for the gift of salvation. We thank you for the full package of salvation that we have received of you to forgive us of our sins, to deliver us from captivity, and to release us from every hindrance that prevents us from what you have said to us. We bless you. We bless you. Thank you. Oh, yes. Somebody speak to the Lord. Speak to the Lord. Speak to the Lord. Speak to the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Just one more touch from your Our Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you for the privilege of hearing your word. Our hearts are wide open. And we say, speak, Lord. Fill our hearts with the wisdom of your word. Let the power that is in your word be manifested through our lives and cause our lives to accomplish pleasing things before you. We thank you, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, this morning, I want to continue on the subject that I've been speaking about. And the, the main idea that I want to draw to our attention that we need to know, that we need to understand is that Christ came not only to have our sins forgiven. Christ came not only to have our sins forgiven. In other words, not only to be reconciled to God, through the forgiveness of our sins, but also to manifest the greatness and the goodness of God through us, but also to manifest the greatness, the goodness of God and all many aspects of God through our lives and to make us fulfill the purpose for which we were, we were created was here on earth in the presence of his enemy that he may be seen as the God who is God over all. Hallelujah. So I believe that as we are hearing different dimensions of this message, the key thing, the key take home is that your life must be what it is intended to be. In other words, Whatever God had in mind when he brought you into this world and when he saved you, that must be exactly your life. We are not settling for anything less. We are not compromising on our full destiny. That is what Paul said that he knew there was a reason for which he was saved. He knew there was a reason for which he was saved. And therefore, he never stopped but he kept on pressing on to reach that reason so that he will, be, he will be a full manifestation of the reason for which he said. And you are no less a person compared to Paul 
The only difference between you and I and Paul is that we don't seem to believe Jesus the way Paul believed Jesus. We don't seem to press forward against every obstacle, trusting in the power and in the goodness of God that our lives will fulfill the absolute purpose of God. But I pray that as God helps us by his spirit, we are going to be declared absolute believers. In fact, I pray that God will cause us to stand side by side with the likes of Paul and all the other people that fulfilled their destiny completely whilst here on earth because they believe God. And this morning, I pray that every obstacle, every lie of the enemy that stands in your way is coming down in Jesus' name. You are rising above every hindrance and every opposition. Every lie that has taken a strong a place in your mind that is affecting your understanding and that is affecting your decision making and that is preventing you from going all out. Today, it shall lose its power over you through the light of the gospel that shall shine bright and it shall not be hindered. Every blindness that is in you, I cast it out in the name of Jesus. And I pray and say that receive the full light of the word of God that will change your life, that will bring joy and peace to you, that will cause you to follow the path of righteousness and that will cause your life to receive praise of angelic hosts and cause blessings to be among humanity because of you. Hallelujah. So we are continuing. We are continuing. And, and the subject is that, you see, we have been saved. In other words, we have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And through that receiving of Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, his blood that was shed has made atonement for our sins, has made our sins be forgiven and wiped away and has created us anew in the kingdom of God. Now, our next step is to fulfill all the purposes and what God has declared concerning our lives. And in John chapter 12, we see Jesus speaking to his disciples. In, sorry, in John chapter 14, verse 12, I want us to look at it quickly. He was talking to the disciples and the, the disciples were with him, but they seemed not to receive what he was saying. You know, sometimes you can be in the presence of somebody and the person is saying something significant but you don't understand it or you are not really hearing what the person is saying. So we see here in John chapter 14, verse 12, Jesus said unto them that, surely or very rarely I say unto you, he that believeth believeth on me, he that believeth on me, he that believeth on me. You see, so, we see from this statement of Jesus that any, you see, it's not you who are with me. 
for us to say that he was speaking to the disciples. No, it's not you who are with me, but it's he that believeth on me. He that believeth on me. So do we, are we, can we be included in this statement? The answer is yes. Because it is our believing on him that makes us believe that we have received forgiveness of sins. And that makes us believe that when we call on God, he would answer us. Hallelujah. So you realize that from this passage, just the first line, we are all included. And therefore, it is only by deception that somebody would exclude themselves from what is to follow. You see, Jesus is saying that he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than this shall he do, because I go to the Father. And the beauty of it is that I say, and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So we see clearly here that Jesus Christ is, is telling us that the works that he's doing, or he was doing then, and of course the works that he's doing now, we shall do it. With the works he's doing, we shall do it. Now, so we need to ask ourselves, is our lives doing the works of Jesus? Is our life doing the works of Jesus? Because that should make us evaluate whether Okay, so, so you see, if we say we are believers, then we should confirm that we are believers by the presence of the works of Jesus in our lives. If we say we are believers, the works that Jesus did or is doing is what we should be found doing also. Because Jesus said, he that believeth on me, the works I do shall, not may, not could, but shall means that it's a certain. This is the works you shall do. Do you get it? So it is, it is only Satan who would try to deceive you and me to exclude ourselves from walking in the works of Jesus and saying we are all not called to be the same. You see, how are we all not called to be the same if we are all believers and all believers has been declared or have been declared that they shall do the works. All believers have been declared that they shall do the works. So you see, you can see clearly that here we it is only by deception that would make somebody think that it's okay to exclude yourself from the works of Jesus. It's okay to exclude yourself. No, it's not okay. You should be fighting 
to see the works of Jesus manifest in your life and in your discussions with God, in your prayers with God, your agenda should be focusing on why his promise or his word that he said that the works that I do shall he do. Why is it not manifesting in your life? You know, sometimes when we are or, or, or when we are children, we have a way of making sure that whatever is supposed to be ours, we get it. So when we see our brother have been given a sweet, we know that unless it is being given for something else, we also must have it. So when you see children in the house, when one person has a sweet, the other person will go to the mother or the father and say, Daddy or Mommy, where's my sweet? They don't even know the reason why one child has a sweet. But they also come to you because I'm also your child. I'm also, you are also mommy to me. You are also daddy to me. So I don't have to know why one child has a sweet. Because I am also your child. If your child has a sweet, I must also have a sweet. You see, so you see clearly that the children... The children believe that we all qualify for anything that you give to your children. So if you give to one child and you are not, you are not giving to the other child, the other child will come and ask you, where is mine? Hallelujah. And is that, you see, if we understood the scripture and we believe it, it should be a concern to us and therefore engage God on it and ask him that, how come you say he that believeth on you, Jesus, the works that you do, shall that person do? How come I am not seeing those works in me? How come I'm only seeing those works in somebody else, but not me, when we all believe in Jesus? But you see, Satan would want to deceive you to tell you that it's okay we are all not called to be the same. No, it's a lie. You, you see, what somebody has, which is a result of their faith in Jesus, you, in terms of, I'm not even talking about material things, but even in material things, if God has prospered somebody, you should also demand your prosperity for you to be told where you have missed it so that you can be corrected. Yes, you should also demand your prosperity. That Lord, according to your word, I am to experience this. But why am I not experiencing it? Because the condition you gave, he that believeth on me, I also believe on you. Therefore, I desire to see the same thing that I'm seeing in the likes of somebody who believe, in the life of somebody who believes in you, I want to see the same thing also in me. Hallelujah. Now, this is very important because Satan would want to deceive you not to stand on your ground for what is yours and what should be rightfully yours. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. Now, now, remember this. I need you to remember this, that our salvation is a promise. 
I said, our salvation is a promise. The down payment of that promise is the receiving of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The down payment of that promise is the receiving of the Holy Spirit. I just want to show you something in the word of God. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 14. Okay, Let, let's start from, somebody read for me Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 11. But I'm coming to verse, verse, verse 14 there about. Somebody read for me, please. In whom we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who worked all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ, in whom you, you also trusted after that he heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed. Ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the, of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. Amen. 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 So I want another, somebody has another version. Somebody has another version. Uh, NLT. Yes. Okay. Let's start from verse 11. Yes. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance. And he makes everything work out according to his plan. God's purpose has, uh, was that we Jews who were the first to trust in Christ would bring praise and glory to, to God. And now you, you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He, he did this so, uh, 
so we would praise and glorify him. Hallelujah. So, so you see that, you see from the scriptures that, you see, our salvation is a promise. And the evidence, like the promise, the evidence that the promise is true and will not change is the gift of the Holy Spirit we have. Hallelujah. Now, now, so you see here clearly that it is something that is yet to be redeemed in its fullness. It's something that is yet to be redeemed in its fullness. So listen to me, listen to me. Many of us, many of us begin the journey, but forget that we have to finish the journey the way we began it. Do you get it? Because it's a promise. So the fact that I am born again, I've received Jesus today. I must leave this world if Christ doesn't come. Standing still and being declared by God as a believer in Jesus. Now, this is where Satan continually attacks us. This is where Satan continually attacks us. Such that you begin well but you don't end well. I said, this is where Satan continually attacks us. That if he couldn't stop you from beginning, in other words, if he couldn't stop you from receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior and beginning to walk in him, he, whilst you are walking in him, he will continually do things to make you get out of him. But you see, the deception we have is that we think we are okay. We think we are okay as long as we still go to church, as long as we still do things that looks Christian. But you see, you'll be surprised that in the eyes of God, you are falling, you are backsliding. When we look at Revelations, all the seven churches, I think it was only one church that was God was happy with. The rest of the churches, God, Jesus spoke about them, acknowledged their good parts, but made them aware that there's a path that is, a, that is becoming dangerous to their existence. And therefore, he drew their attention to correct. Now, in the same way, as Christians, we may have begun well and all those things, but we need to continue well. We need to be growing and moving forward and higher into the manifestation of what we were saved for. So, so you see, this Satan is aware and therefore constantly tries to disengage us from people, from being declared as people who believed in Jesus and therefore are walking in the works of Jesus. So you see, as a Christian, the absence of the works of Jesus in your life is an alert sign. I said, it's an alert sign. It should set you thinking and asking yourself, am I still where I'm supposed to be? You see, that is what Paul said. Examine yourself to see whether you still be in the faith. Examine yourself. And I check constantly. So I'm going to share a few things, a few things in terms of 
making sure that the works of God or the works of Christ are present in your life. And you are also working in it because, you see, their presence gives you strength to overcome the enemy. Their presence makes you conscious of where you are. Hallelujah. So the first thing is that, you see, the first sign or the first thing is that, you see, walking in the works of Jesus or the works, like as he said, the works that I do, shall you do? When the works of Christ are happening in your life, when you are doing it and when you are seeing it happen, like Jesus saving people, Jesus loving people, Jesus representing God to people. You see, when your life is also doing the same thing, it proves to you and gives you confidence that God is with you. Because you are going to face, you see, Satan is going to try as much as possible to make you question the presence of God with you. Satan is going to make you question whether God is still with you. It is only the manifestation of the works of God, which works Christ did, that is going to be a proof to you. That is going to be a proof to you that God is with you and that your strength, your protector has not departed. This is very important. You know, don't ever think for a moment that your faith is not going to be challenged. Don't ever think for a moment that you are going to always stand strong. No. You can stand strong when you make sure that there is the presence of what is assuring in your life. Where there's a presence of what is assuring in your life. So you see, for me, for example, as a preacher, there may be many things that can come into my life. But as I go around ministry and sharing the word of God, and I see people giving their lives to God, and I see people's lives changing from dark to light, left to east to west, and things, it is an assurance that things may not be going well with me in different areas, but that the Holy Spirit is with me. but that the Holy Spirit is with me. Because many of us, you see, many of us cannot, because we don't do things that demands the working of the Holy Spirit. Do you get it? Because we don't do things that demands the contribution or the participation of the Holy Spirit. When we are faced in difficulties, there's, when Satan tells us that God has left us, we don't have anything to counteract that statement of the enemy that God has not left us. I said we don't have anything to counteract that voice of the enemy that God has not left us because because you see we have not been we have not been doing what we must do which actually you see so we would think that 
the promise that he that delivers on me, the works that I do shall he do. It's just a promise for some people. But you see, it is a promise for you and for me and for everybody who believes in Jesus because it becomes a source of strength in the hour of temptation, in the hour of trouble, in the hour of doubt. Because the, the, you see, the last thing or the, the worst thing that can happen to you is to go through difficulties when you are questioning the presence of God. When you are pressed, we are questioning whether God still loves you, whether God is still with you. And then have nothing to prove that God is with you. And the only reason you have nothing to prove that God is with you is because you have not been doing things that involves the participation and the presence of God. So you see, like somebody, for example, if, if you, one of the things is to, if you want to believe that you are born again, you should be able to lead people to Christ. Oh yes, you should be able to lead people to Christ. So for example, if you are not able to lead people to Christ, you should, you should, you should disturb God. You should disturb God until he makes you able to lead people to Christ. Because you see, in the hour of difficulty, you'll be surprised how in your moment of weakness, because you do these things, you can easily be given assurance that God is with you. Because that is when you will find out that even when you feel down, when you feel weak, when you feel you are not anything, you are not, you are good for nothing, you'll be surprised. That's when many people will give their life to Christ, when you stand to tell them, be born again. And that is assuring. I said, that is assuring. That is a voice that becomes a strong voice that prevents you from turning back when God is still with you. Because you see, when God is with you, he doesn't always shout his presence to say, I'm with you. He doesn't always shout his presence. In fact, his silence doesn't mean he's not with you. I said, his silence doesn't mean he's not with you. So we see clearly here that, you see, those who believe and fight to see the works of God, in other words, the works that Jesus was doing, healing, saving people, I mean, doing all those things, that, that, those works, those who have it in their lives, it becomes a source of confirmation and a source of their strength that makes them not easily fall away. And it makes them able to say to the enemy that God is with me. He has not abandoned me. Hallelujah. And you see, it also, the, the next point is that having the works of God or the works of Jesus Christ manifest in your life also gives you a confirmation of how much you know God. Hallelujah. It gives you a confirmation of how much you know God. Because in Daniel chapter 11, verse 30, in fact, verse 32, Daniel chapter 11, verse 32, 
It says, Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. It says, the last part, it says, but the people that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Do you get it? So what happens is that these works of your life is a testimony to you. It is a testimony to you because the first person that needs convincing is you. The first person that needs conviction, convincing, do you get it? Is, is you. You are, you are the focus of the battle of the enemy. You are the focus. So the first person that needs convincing is you. So as you strive to walk in the works that Christ did, do you get it? It gives you a message that first of all, God is with you. Because you see, for you to be able to take somebody who is a sinner and speak to the person and deliver the person from the captivity of Satan into the kingdom of God, it tells you that you have a power that is greater than the power of the enemy that is keeping him captive. You see, every time you win a soul, I said every time you win a soul to Jesus. You have demonstrated that the power that is with you and the power that is operating in your life is greater than the power that is keeping the person bondage. So if Satan tells you you are good for nothing, you tell him, I may be good for nothing, but the power in me is greater than the power that you have. And therefore, I will never come and bow to you, even in my good for nothing state. Because you see, even in your good for nothing state, as you preach, as you share the word of God, the Holy Spirit power demonstrates itself through you. So what happens is that these works that Jesus said, these works shall you do. They are not just something for, to make somebody happy, but they are, they, are, they are actually, you will find out that through them, you receive stability. Through them, you receive strength to continue the journey. No amount of Satan's attack on you. Can, can push you down because you know who you are and you know who is with you. Hallelujah. So you see that also by, by, by what the scripture has said that you can only do certain works if you know God. So the presence of these works, the works of Jesus in your life, it's an assurance to you that I know my God and my God knows me. It's an assurance that I know my God and my God knows me. And you see, through the third point is that through the presence of these works in you, you will be the light that God has declared that you are. Through in 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 a uh, 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 in, I think Matthew chapter 5, Jesus said, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. So you see, by having the works of God in your life, the works of Jesus Christ, by you also walking in them, by you also doing them, do you get it? By you also doing them, it, you begin to become a light, the light that you are to many people because when the people see what is happening in your life? Do you get it? They will really begin to also listen to your directions. They will begin to listen 
and to follow your destiny. So you will be the light to them. You will be the light to them and you'll be fulfilling the prophecies that has been spoken concerning you. Hallelujah. And you see, it's going to also make people be attracted to you because they are going to believe that God is in you and God is with you. So, it, you see, listen, listen. What I'm saying is that I'm saying a few things. I'm saying a few things that you need to get it and get it clear. That, listen carefully. As you, you walk in the works that Christ did, in other words, when your life is fulfilling the word of God, we say, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do. When your life is fulfilling it, you get, and you can see the works of Christ also happening in your life, it makes you not doubt God's presence with you. It makes you not doubt God's presence with you. It makes you also know how much you know God. It makes you know how much you know God. So it, 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 it eradicates doubts in your mind. And you see, a situation that is to minister doubt to you is not, it's not going to be effective because when you look at the works, the works gives a testimony that God is with you. So you see, when you don't do or you don't seek to do these works or to work in them, what you are doing, that you are not seeking to have in your life the evidence or the things that will give you strength. So you see, the fact that, you see, the fact that you don't do them, it doesn't mean that God is not with you. But what it means is that when Satan comes and tells you God is not with you, you will not have evidence to challenge him. I said, you will not have evidence to challenge him. You will not have a counter message to give to the lies of the enemy. So before you realize, you are falling to it. And you are falling to it, and it's not because it's true, but it's because you didn't do what, you, what would have given you the message. From today, I see you believing the scripture of John 14, 12. That he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do. And greater than these works shall he do. I see you walking in it in Jesus' name. Because it will bring into your life the support, the strength that will make you not fall by the wayside, having begun the race. It will make you finish your race well. It will make you able to say with Paul, I have run the race and I have finished my course. And I'm ready to meet my maker. Hallelujah. And then also, you see, by you, listen carefully, by you being or walking and doing the works of Christ, you give people an opportunity to see you as the light. In other words, by that, you become a blessing. Because many people are in the dark and you don't know where to go, how to go. But you see, through you, and the works of Christ manifesting in your life, 
you are going to live that life because what happens is they will see something that God is with you. And therefore, you when they follow you, you can direct them. They will see that God is with you. And therefore, when they follow you, you can direct them. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. And it will make people believe in you that God is with you. Hallelujah. And you see, you will not have doubt about God's approval of you. I said, you will not have doubt about God's approval of you. Because he said, the works that I do, the works that I do, shall you do? I know somebody will be saying, ah, but how can that be? Because if that is the case, then how did Jesus say that we know you not? When the people said, did we not cast out demons in your name? No, no. You see, casting out demons and doing miracles is not the only aspect of the works of Christ. There are different aspects. So doing a part of them does not necessarily mean that God will be happy with you. No, no. There are portions that are very key. And sometimes the miracles and the other things are meant to support the real part, which is obedience to God and turning many to righteousness. Hallelujah. So you will find that these works, when they are occurring, they bring you a message. I said, they bring you a message. And also one of the things it does is that it will bring honor and recognition to your life. You see, many of you give me a certain amount of respect, not because of my medical doctor career. I said, not because of my medical doctor career. Do you get it? Many of you don't even know is I a doctor of what? It's like, that's, but it's because I'm preaching the word of God. I'm walking and I'm trying to walk in the works that Christ walked in. Do you get it? That's why you would even respect me and remember my birthday and even bother to say that, Bishop, we are giving you this. We, are, we want to honor you with this and all those things. This, it's, it's not because I'm anything. It's because I have and I'm still fighting to make the scripture be true in my life, that he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do. And I want the same for you. I said, I want the same for you. Your life must be a life with honor and recognition. Your life must be a life that is a blessing, that is a light, that is a salt unto many lives, that God will be praised. We saw the reason for our salvation. It says that so that God will be praised. It says that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in God. That we should be to the praise of his glory. That we should be to the praise of his glory. And I tell you, as your life becomes what God has destined it to be, you shall lack nothing. You shall be a happy person. You shall be a peaceful person. Everything about you will be nice. Everything about you will be nice. And I tell you, whatever you want to happen in your life, 
God wants it in a better version. You see, your version of what you want to see in your life is a lower version. I said it's a lower version. That of God is a higher version. It's, it's a more, it's a luxurious, it's a luxurious version. Your, 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 your version of the things you, you want to have and how you want your life to be is an entry level, is an entry level. God's version of what he wants, which is the same of what you want, is a luxurious level, is the top of the range level. But we have to do it the way of God. I said, but we have to do it the way of God to experience his version for our lives. And I pray that by the help of the Holy Spirit, none of us here shall fall short of this great purpose, of this great plan, of this great blessing of God for our lives. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you. We bless you for your wonderful revelation to our hearts. The works that I do, shall you do. And greater than these works, shall you do, because I go to my Father. These are the words of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And Lord, we believe it, and we want to see it in our lives. We therefore cry to you, whatever has become a hindrance, through deception or through lies of the enemy in many ways, Lord, let it never, let it cease to function and let this truth begin to bat in our lives. Show us, guide our feet, turn our hearts to the beginning of the works of Christ. And greater we know shall be our works because of his spirit that is with us. We say thank you for every life, that every life will be a blessed life, that every life will bring glory to you, that every life will have abundance of all good things. Every life shall be a life that has peace with you and that has peace in the storms of life. I thank you, Father, and I bless you for blessing your people and for blessing us mightily with your kindness and with your favor. I thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, every head bowed and every eye closed. The beginning of this great works starts with believing in Jesus as the son. He said, he that believeth on me. Therefore, I want to invite you to believe on Jesus as the son of God who came to die for our sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Your belief in Jesus Christ as the Son of God who came to die for your sins is what opens the door for you to be translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of Jesus. Therefore, you want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to believe in, I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, say this after me. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I thank, I thank you. you for this thank you for moment. This. I thank you for this moment. I come to you. I come to you just as I am. Just as I am. I receive Jesus. I receive Jesus as your son. As your son who came to die for my sins. 
who came, who came to, to die, die for my sins and rose again on the third day. And, and rose, rose again day. on the third day. Seated at your right hand. Seated at your right hand. I received Jesus. I received Jesus into my heart. Into my heart. As my Savior. As my Savior. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. For the forgiveness of my sins. For this forgiveness of my sins. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. For washing me clean. For washing me clean. With the blood of Jesus. With the blood of Jesus. From today. From today. I will live as your child. I will, I will live as your child. Help me. Help me. By baptizing me with your Holy Spirit. By baptizing me with your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you give your life to Christ, I suggest we project a number that a person can get in touch with so that we can do a follow-up and care for the people. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. Amen. I want us to give an offering. I want us to give an offering. I want us to give an offering. You see, giving is part of believing in Jesus. You see, God gave us Jesus. Jesus gave us his life. What are we giving him? We should give him our life. Amen. I said we should give him our life. And giving our, our money is part of giving our life. So remember this. When you have to give an offering, when you have to pay your time, the world will tell you you are wasting your money. But faith tells you you are also given to Jesus and to his cause. So let us give and give generously as we welcome Reverend Isaac to continue the service. Amen. We believe you've been blessed by this message. To stay connected, follow our LCI social media platforms.